afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and beans. I can't roll my tongue. Can't do it. Never could. Some people are gifted. <laughs> um. So we were doing some music before the show starts today for podcast and saying how we just don't even want to really do anything newsy. <laughs> Because it all sucks so bad. Uh, however, <laughs> um, we played Jamiroquai last and um, Virtual Insanity. And he said, the world is living in sin. And let's just go right into Ohio. Yeah. What do you think's going on there? I, an exit poll showed 8% of evangelical Christians voted for the ballot measure to include abortion as a right in the Constitution of Ohio. I know. So it's. I tell you. Issue one. It, it specifically declares an individual's right to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions, including birth control, fertility treatments, miscarriages, and abortion. What do you mean, miscarriage? What? Why is miscarriage even on that list? That because because the way that the, the progs work, and and I'll tell you, just say it again. This is a little this is a a little piece of my my feminism problems, because this shows you how the right wing has a huge feminism problem as well. That there's any concessions that could be made, you can't say that this is all voter fraud. Um, there is bleed over with these issues that should not be negotiable at all, and um, and it's just one of those things where I. I, I they use language like that to pair things up that should not go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just so that it's like, oh, it's all the same. It's all the same. Don't discount one or the other. A miscarriage is not a, uh, you know, non, non you know, be, clearing out a non viable pregnancy is not an abortion. I, I'm, you know, so, I know. Can, I'm so tired of everybody doing that. Like, well, she had an ectopic pregnancy and she was going to die because the doctor wouldn't com uh, perform an abortion. That baby was not viable in your fallopian tube. That the people that say that. You can induce labor. You can induce you, you can you can induce somebody. Uh, if But it, it, it's just that needs again. to be surgery, Frank. There's no induction for an um an an implantation in the fallopian tube so the mother will die and the baby won't survive clearly it's not in the uterus it's just so stupid the language in the bill is very loosey-goosey and it's like that on purpose but when you're flocking to the polls 83 percent turnout for 18 to, to 23 year olds that means that these young women are running around and they all believe that abortion is birth control it's generational now it's been it's because it's been here's the thing you do something across the board from coast to coast illegally through the federal courts in uh, in ways that uh, you know the, the government was never supposed to have any kind of influence and you in effect hold everybody down and create a new culture a new paradigm for 50 plus years then you are defeated in court and what you have there is a lasting, uh, a, a lasting cultural, um, I, I, I don't know, legacy 
that is alive in the hearts of every person in every state who now then go out there and do what would have been unthinkable 50 years ago. That's why you're like, oh, we are federal. Because why? Everybody's going nuts because um, because the Dobbs decision and uh, say, hey, listen, it's a good thing, but it doesn't mean that this is not embedded in the hearts and minds of, of the culture now. No, not only that, you, but I would love to see the conversation shift because right now everybody is talking about this as though it's a national issue. But what happened in Ohio is the point. No. As sad as that is, we don't agree with it, but it's right. the point is that the states, each of the states, wherever you live, vote, make a decision, and that's what it is. Whether we morally agree with it or not, you can do differently in your state. Like, my state has a ban. And it's based on the what is reflective of the, the local culture, the regional culture. It all It all is reflected in your local legislation. Right. And I guess that that's more so my point that here is Ohio, which uh, by all all measures with the last few election cycles, especially is garnet red. Garnet red. And yeah, I, I don't know. I had so many thoughts on this that I was going to I was going to roll out tonight. They might just come out of me tonight right now, too. So uh, anybody who watches, quite frankly, just be prepared to have a little bit of um, it'll change. Deja vu. It'll change. You'll have something to add by the end of the night. No, no, because you know what it is. It's about. I think it all it all really clicked for me, or snapped for me, when I saw Letitia James, that uh, the middle linebacker for the blue team mm-hmm. in New York, who is uh, high off of her own clout right now, completely unreasonable woman, living a reality TV dream fighting Donald Trump on one hand, holding down, uh, you know, this one on this hand, and then just tweets last night that very stereotypical, my body, my choice, period. And from that moment on... Did she have the clappy hands? Oh, yeah, no, no no clappy hands this time. But from that moment on last night, I just couldn't stop thinking about one thing. Um, It's just that we we, we could never actually handle independence we can't handle freedom independence is a better word but we actually can't handle everybody equates this to freedom and autonomy it is the opposite i take i would take no it would take no less than three generations to drain the poison uh even out of the average republican right now it's one thing to see how everyone clings to their social security uh which is a complete illusion or education or healthcare and whatever the how we have been groomed to think about government's role in our lives that that should not be um but you know to take it a step further with abortion for someone to call this and all you see all over the place is huge wins for us tonight huge wins the abortion rights or access to abortion 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 huge wins the responsibility to care I mean, the responsibility to care for the life you created, to see a vote pass, to extend the window of time in which a person can legally kill their child. Well, to consider that a win, that that was, I mean, I don't know, we're crashing into the sea. That's just. Look at the, 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 the PBS uses a picture of a two women, one of them using a forward back 
backpack-like carrier to carry her very small, maybe eight, nine-month-old child holding the flyer that says vote yes on issue one. It's almost like you... Listen, with the, like, with the Israel... The, uh, Israel and and, uh, and Hamas, that that whole thing going down earlier in October, and uh, you know for weeks everybody's talking about uh, babies being beheaded, this and that. Yeah, now, like even they, the, you know, I I I I don't. I saw what was being reported. I don't know what the hell is real. I don't know to the extent of whatever is real. All I know is that for certain people in this country to react to that aghast is absolutely mind blowing. Because the only reason why that is the, the 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 only difference between that and abortion to dismember a child to kill a child the only reason why they have allowed themselves to even on the outside mourn those the the butchery that was being reported in Israel is because I guess to them the mother had already made a choice that this child was worthy of living. Okay, and the, and and it was a wanted child. That makes me sick. Because just even yeah, because <laughs> because if if any of those Israeli mothers didn't want to be mothers, if they weren't ready for motherhood, as everybody says or whatever, because we know that this isn't about rape and incest. This is about contraception. Uh, if they didn't want those children, then what is the difference between what Hamas did to the children and what would be done in a little bit more of a sterile environment at Planned Parenthood? Nothing. Another th- another point, I have a clip to play, too, of, of the clash between these virtue signalers that you're talking about right now. But another thing we can't let go is that, look, uh, Lila, the, what's her name from the live action? I forget her name. She came out and said, the Democrats outspent Republicans on this issue in Ohio 12 million by $12 million dollars. And the messaging surrounding it was not proper coming from the Republican side. Like the Republicans don't know how to do anything and nobody ever holds anybody fucking accountable for it. Okay. It's just getting old. I'm tired. We have lost so many elections now and I'm tired of losing. I'm tired. Do of you losing. think that they don't know how to do anything or do you think that they're doing they it on just- purpose? I, yeah, I, this is, they're, they're the the, the con- yeah, everybody talks about controlled opposition. There's no bigger controlled opposition movement than the Republican Party. There's no bigger movement out there. Every- One leads and the other just gets dragged. Everyone needs to to stop blindly following in endorsements and nonsense. Like, start using your your own. There are so many people out there that look at the television, not our audience, obviously, and they say. I am endorsed by so-and-so or this person's good because I said so. And then they'll, I'm like, Rona McDaniel is a, is not a good chairwoman. No matter who tells you she is. <sighs> Listen to this. Listen to this. This is like anti-fa leftists and Palestinian protesters arguing about transgenderism because billboard chris is there with the sign oh i saw this yeah here we go this guy is trying to propagate anti-lgbtq anti-lgbtq propaganda he's trying to tell children that they are not allowed to be trans yeah they're not yeah they're not yeah they're not they're not come on bro no 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 black male politician is a man my boy stop talking now what now what what do you do to the woman in the burqa now Here's the here's the we're here's gonna the play question. more. Hold on. The question is, who do they serve? 
Yep. Now, who who does the masked Antifa Quisling serve? Who? This who is do what they happens. show allegiance to? This is what power, happens. The power is not going to be with the uh, the lady boys. The lady boys are not going to have any power once uh, once. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Can't do that. Yeah, you have to respect that. Religion. Three Abrahamic religions. Yeah. LGBTQ. But in some religions, yeah? some religions they accept that. But in our religion, you can't do that. So we, we don't. Um, agree with your faith. Oh, he's in a bad position. He's leaving. He's walking away. He has to. He has to because A. He realizes, well, I can't, I, I am not far enough up the progressive stack to be able to take on these non-white Muslim women and not be seen as some kind of an oppressor. Mm -hmm. I also cannot, I cannot uh, uh, say that I'm religious. He's obviously, a, he's an atheist. I mean, the, the, we're talking about the an agnostic atheist front that has been become obsessed with with transhumanism and with butchering children and demeaning the value of life and even though cultural norms between the islamic world and the once liberal west are completely at odds they have re unshakable religious and moral beliefs that are again incompatible with the leftist paradigm that has claimed them as an ally in the interim to defeat conservatism and American nationalism. So now we have how intersectionality is going to become the new civil war. And these people who thought that it was going to be some kind of a lasting rainbow coalition are going to have to make new choices as to who they serve next. Is atheist Antifa man going to bend the knee to new types of religious fundamentalists and just say, oh, it's better than Christians? Or is he going to go to war with Islam himself? <laughs> oh, wow. It's a wonderful day. What a wonderful day, isn't it? <laughs> it's wonderful. That was awesome. It's wonderful. It just... is, yeah. <laughs> Antifa versus Islam. Antifa versus Islam. How's that going to go? <laughs> speaking, speaking of which, Rashida, Rashida was uh, censured yesterday. She was censured. I have a little clip of her here. Semitism makes us all less safe and worry that your own child might suffer the horrors that six-year-old Wadia did in Illinois. I can't believe I have to say this, but pa Palestinian people are not disposable. I cry. Goomba face. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. You'll you'll be okay. She's okay. trying. She's trying to get. We are human beings. Just like anyone else. My city, my grandmother, like all Palestinians, just wants to live her life with freedom and human dignity we all deserve. Speaking up to save lives, Mr. Chair, no matter faith no matter ethnicity, should not be controversial in this chamber. The cries of the Palestinian and, Palestinian and Israeli children sound no different to me. Why, what I don't understand is why the cries of Palestinians sound different to you all.
We cannot lose our shared humanity, Mr. Chair. Shared humanity. She has humanity all of a sudden. Here's Elon Omar, another one. Here we go. I'm from Georgia. Reserve. Reserves. Gentleman from Maryland is recognized. I yield 30 seconds to the gentlelady from Minnesota, Ms. Omar. Gentlelady is recognized for 30 seconds. Thank you, uh, Mr. Speaker. It is glaring hypocrisy oh, when go, you go, go, have please, Republicans the on the other side of the aisle trying to create definitions and say Rashida wants to annihilate people when Max Miller himself went on TV and oh, said God, we're mercy. turning Gaza into a parking lot and we want to annihilate Palestinians. Nobody condemned him on that side of the aisle. What is yeah, true is here life. is that this every is single... This is our life now. What song were we playing earlier? <laughs> this is our life now. It's just uh, the, the House of Representatives. Not only does it not represent any Americans, uh, even in the most logical of sense, just from ratio of representative to constituents, but it is literally just the U.N. The House of Representatives is the U.N. Uh, here, These are foreign, foreign voices who time and time again make no distinction. I mean, they, they leave no room for interpretation as to where their allegiances lie and how they despise uh, uh, the American the American way of life and its history. And in uh, in times when these wars in the Middle East, foreign wars aren't flaring up and in in turn flaring up ancient hatreds, they make no um, no mystery about how they feel about people you know their opposites you know the the jews or this and that or where they're i mean that we have them on tape saying things that are that that, that make it show that to tell me that whenever something does come up where everybody has to take a side on something i don't care i i i'm not ever going to stand side by side with snakes like this even if on the surface they say something that makes sense yes palestinian people uh, do deserve uh, advocacy in the world. They have been displaced over the years. But these people who are crying on the floors of Congress are snakes. And I'm not going to stand by. I, I, I'm not going to give them brownie, a snake a brownie point. I'm not going to do it. I, this it, is it, why it, I have avoided talking about this situation at all. It's, I don't, it, don't want you do you guys have fun whatever just don't send any of our damn money over there that's all like like stop with that this guy is an adherent of the philosophies and the 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 stuff that we've been talking about so far in virginia which yunkin was um he has no legislature or senate anymore uh they're both democrat controlled by the way um which is mind-boggling to me i don't understand that at all Here's this dude assaulting, basically, uh, uh, with his words, at least, although it is a threat to him at the end. This guy who's out there working outside the polls. Here. Now, uh, when you, you fucking people tried to overthrow the election, you might have been, might as well have been walking up to my head on the way to the polling station, putting a gun to my head, trying to tell me not to vote. Do you expect me not to take that fucking personally? You fucking try to overthrow elections with violence? I voted. And then you're out I have my sticker. Among decent people. Thanks for what coming out there. What do you have to there. say that, huh? What, and what's on your fucking, what's on your fucking, uh, uh, your, what are your policy prescriptions? 
What are your policies? Nice You've already been rapist skin. rights. Yeah. Involving is... yourself in people's fucking families and their fucking bedroom. This guy just he he's trying to be like tough by saying the f bomb every other word. It just doesn't mesh. Well, you can see the you can see the uh, the, the the frazzled uh, this energy just this. kind of like buzzing through him. He has no control over him. He just he he's like one step away from quivering voice. Nah. He, he like this the this is pretty much Rashida Tlaib might be in a bodysuit right now. This might be Rashida Tlaib in disguise. It's pretty wild. You fucking animal. You're an animal. I hate you. You try to steal my vote next oh. year. I'm gonna fucking remember you personally. I'll remember you. If you Thank try you. to steal my vote next year, I'm gonna remember you personally. Wow, that's a that's a statement. He had to go home and adjust his butt plug. I have to. He had to. This guy needs a bigger butt plug. He he's just not. Uh, he's got no chill. Little crazy. Little bit crazy. This is what's going on. Little crazy. Um. Hey Frank. Yeah. I was sitting uh doing some end of day work the other day on Monday on Monday Tuesday was it Tuesday I don't remember I think it was Tuesday what's today yeah no it was Monday Monday night all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up my mom sends oh. me a text message oh yes I get my phone boom 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 and then I look and it's Jim Jordan from Weaponization bombshell report on the censorship industrial complex hundreds of r secret reports show that CISA the DHS the State Department, Stanford, the EIP worked together to censor Americans before the 2020 election, including true information, jokes and opinions. And I'm like, ooh. and then I keep reading and I'm freaking in the I'm in the thread. I know I, I forgot to ask. You. This was the first thing I was going to ask you about today. So here it's a I short am. list of people, short <laughs> list of people, too. And there you are now. Let me just say something here. The one thing that frustrates the living daylights out of me is looking at all the people who are bigger accounts that get censored and them complaining about it, which is completely okay for them to complain about it. But what about the normal everyday people who don't have 500,000 followers who are censored all the time? Nobody is ever like, Stop censoring everyday Americans. Like I say that, but most people are just worried about themselves. And truthfully, from if you're worried about yourself, I'm just getting comfortable here. If you're worried about yourself, like I am, I'm worried about myself too. Think I'm sitting here thinking like quietly. Oh my God. Like I am in a weaponization report from Congress that states that the government personally singled me out to stop me from being able to speak in a way big enough for them to talk about it in a congressional committee. That, mm. that is, I'm a normal person. Like, that's insane to me. I was saying something that they felt so dangerous to whatever their narrative narrative is that they had to shut me up which they did for a little while. I am banned from PayPal. I am banned from Venmo. I am banned from Patreon. I am banned from Facebook. I was banned from Twitter. And I'm sitting here like, how the f did I, did we as a company survive that? I know. I, I mean, I... Like... I, 
so like, what is like, for example has this driven more interest into any of you or like what, what has that done to the traffic of your web i not, not that this is um I haven't but this looked. may this may be I, I only ask because obviously censorship is at the the corner is the cornerstone of this particular story so this might be the first time that anybody is actually looking into the work that people like you on that short list were doing that was um you know well, that was pretty much muted for a while. I'm going to say this. I have a thread up about this. I have 500 and, oh, I don't know, 577,000, almost 578,000, quote, followers. People who have chosen to follow me. My thread about censorship from that report only has... Uh, 72,000 views. Hmm. So, whatever. Like, but this report is is everything basically in Missouri v. Biden um, and that other case that's going on where they're suing EIP and Stanford and Atlanta Council and all of that. It's backup information for them to corroborate what they've been saying. It all goes hand in hand. So I said, how fitting that I have chosen to dedicate a large percentage or make a centerpiece. I said, how ironic that I've made coverage of Missouri v. Biden the centerpiece of my work for the foreseeable future. And it turns out I was directly targeted. There is no sweeter victory than reporting accurately on their takedown in court. And Jim Jordan, I think, or the Weaponization Committee retweeted that. And that only has 50,000 views. So I'm still censored. I mean... See, here's the thing. Um, I asked the bigger questions about, like, for example, with what's happened to me on YouTube. For all of the, the the problems I've had in making any headway on YouTube, I'm still there. Whereas I have friends who never had a strike in their lives, just have their entire um, their entire channels go away, and I have somehow survived twelve to thirteen strikes since That's 2020 you're deep state frank yeah well i mean deep state what I, i'm not growing well i, I mean i hit. have i have my channel too i just don't use but, it but my but the the issue is that i've always i you know people were saying you know when i was getting all those strikes frank you're over the target and i'd say i don't know um i, I see a lot of automation going on here the appeals process was obviously ai nobody was actually checking out my appeal on twitter i i was thinking the same thing too um you can you know obviously there, there are people who are deliberately shadow banned and we learned about the blacklists we learned about the white lists and all that stuff but there's also another more general reality for people where it's just everybody's limited and it, it this kind of thing that we saw started to see across the board really started with facebook around 2010 2011 where people were were building these massive facebook fan pages and they were reaching hundreds of thousands if not millions of people with every post and then suddenly facebook as a matter of business practice started limiting the reach to the people that they had built up and the the barrier to entry to those voluntary subscriptions was paying facebook to pretty much open up, crack open the algorithm a little bit more and loosen it up again. And, and then the people that did still got screwed, a la they, Jason Fick. They, That's they exactly what happened to him. I, 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 had friends, I had friends who worked in digital marketing at the time who said, Frank, listen, you know what? Um, 
I love Facebook, or at least I loved what Facebook was, but do not pay. Do not pay for for uh, for reach. Do not pay to boost posts because the 95% of that money is being wasted at click farms in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. click farms in Minnesota, mm-hmm. people who are just, you know, clicking on your, you know, automated clicking. So as far as metrics in the internet in general, obviously some people are personally targeted, but for everybody else, even like me, because I really do think in a lot of ways I'm still under the radar. I, I don't know what you're, th- that ratio of you being a half a million plus and getting getting seventy thousand uh, you know, interactions. Not yeah, even interactions. It's just been. It was served seventy thousand times. That that's putrid. I know, but on a on a uh, you know a respective ratio, I think that's probably about what I do. I have about fifty thousand, no, forty eight thousand followers on Twitter. Me- if I put something out, a live link or anything like that, at the end of the day, if I give it twelve hours, it might have three to four thousand impressions let me show you I mean, what happens when you're not in a box frank benny benny johnson okay 1.9 million followers which i think honestly if i were allowed i would have probably at least a million easy okay well he didn't spend any time he was never kicked off he was never kicked time. off no but here here he, here's his i'm just looking here he just tweeted eight hours ago, breaking Democrats when control of the Virginia State House, giving them control of both chambers. 631 retweets, 502,000 views. Then another one, 104,000 views, 230,000 views, 500,000 views, 1.1 million views, 1.8 million views. Like, this is the thing. When things aren't organically allowed to go, then you you are still screaming to the whether you're in a freaking report of that the government directly personally targeted you or not you're i'm still in some fucking box in the corner so it is what it is i'm not going to complain about it i'm there i just don't i just wish i knew what the general how, how this thing worked in general because i'm totally fine with my my small my small little uh you know, uh, tribe as long as I can reach them. But, you know, that's my thing. What is it that gives some people success over the others when their posting practices are not unlike those who are being all all I want, all I'm asking for is the ability to reach the people who voluntarily chose to click the follow button and follow me. I don't I'm not saying I want more followers. I'm saying I want to talk to the ones who are there. Like, even on my subscriptions page, if I tweet something there for people, because that's behind the scenes, they don't even see it, and they're paying. It's it's very weird. It's very weird. And I'm sure that uh, everybody feels the same, even even 500 follower accounts. Or you less. Know, to pe- 500 people, if they are real and they're not bots, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. You, you know, you, we're, we're playing video games over here. You think about 500 people in the room and that's i mean you're selling out theaters yeah uh, but that's so more than a pence rally <laughs> times seven so, so that's he, just um just to give you an idea of what was in that report frank other than me imagine this for a second you are out in front of your house talking to your neighbor and you start talking about election day 
and you tell her, oh, I, I think the election was stolen. I don't really think that this was a legitimate election. And you guys are talking. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in comes the government on a va- in a van. They jump out. They put a, a, a piece of tape across your mouth and they shove you in your house. Well, that's what they were doing because they were patrolling next door. Now, next door, that app is absolute garbage. If you want to watch a bunch of Karens scream and yell about dog shit on their lawns or like something stupid, go watch, go, go to next door. I mean, I, I can't even tell you the amount of people that I've seen complaining about nonsense on next door. That, that shouldn't even concern them. Who has a, a little American flag in the front of their house? Whose mailbox? Is... But the government was on next door trying to stop you from speaking about things. If I were a government, I would be on next door. I'd be on all the ring apps, everything. Unbelievable. I mean, it's just... It's, uh, the, the fact that we have a CIA on top of all this is I mean, uh, pr- pretty much what what our 17 uh, intelligence agencies really got. They don't, they don't even need any infrastructure. They just need something. They just need a system to process all of the information that we're giving up. All voluntarily. Oh, it's, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, you don't even need your satellites anymore. No, no. Um, I have an interesting thing. I have a, a little bit of a quandary here. I think I'm actually going to pause the recording. Should I? All right. So I have to get up and I have to leave for about uh-huh. three minutes. Three minutes? Yeah. So what I'm going to do, Frank, uh-huh. is give this microphone to you for three, maybe less. I just, you, you got to give me a little bit of patience here and I'll be right back. Okay. Talk about something. I don't care what it is. Just talk about something. I'm going into the chat room then on Rumble, and we're going to answer questions then. All right, Rumbly. So here's what's going to happen. This is you and me. Tracy can't do anything to us now. It's the morning time, and I'm drinking a little. But what I have over here is not only a nice cup of. It's a, um, a Mexican estate blend. Some of the leftover grounds from what I was, I was testing for the official, the new official quite frankly, coffee, but I also put my nootropic mushroom blend in here too. And man, it comes out as creamy as raw dairy from the farm, but it just makes your mind go like this. So I'm going to go into the chat room and uh, quick Q and a throw it my way because as soon as we get started, Tracy will be back and the fun will be over. So let me know what's going on. Hey, what's going on there? I see Deb's what's going on. I'm being raided. What's happening? She's he oh, hi Aurora. That's a little right? face that just poked through. That wasn't bad, was it? That wasn't even three minutes. We haven't even gotten started. <laughs> Somebody just they're just the old questions just started coming in. Frank, are you wearing pants? Yes, I'm wearing black sweatpants. What's your favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh uh, I don't know. It I used it, to love the mashed potatoes, but I can't have them anymore. It might be the deep fried turkey itself, but um, the mashed potatoes are good. The uh, the sweet potatoes with the with the the, the marshmallow top <sighs> that was that's always great. What do you want? What do you like for Thanksgiving, Aurora? <laughs> what is she doing? Is she getting a book? She's 
she she's just out of frame. Yeah, I you see think her. What? Okay, she says she wants some decorations and holiday cookies. Oh, she has a smart cookie. Yeah, there you go. So, oh, and she's taking my Donald Trump bobblehead now. She likes coming in and, and playing with that. <laughs> so, Two questions for you. Um, Did well, everything, everything come out all right, Tracy? Yeah, I guess I'll tell the story real quick so that people understand. I, I have something called IIH. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it. It's called idiopathic intracranial hypotension means that my brain thinks it has a brain tumor, but it doesn't. And the reason why it does is because I produce too much cerebrospinal fluid, which then accumulates around my brain and makes it swell. So because of this, I need to take a diuretic every morning. Sometimes it affects me more than others. It particularly affects me when I have a, an entire massive, huge coffee before the show. I know. I, the, I hate when my coffee makes my spinal fluid overflow. <laughs> so if I'm taking a diuretic and I drink 30 ounces of coffee, it is a recipe for disaster. And that's what happened today. I took it normally. I drank a lot more coffee than usual, which is already a diuretic. And so that's caused me to have to use the ladies room like every 15 minutes for the past three hours. That's uh, my life. Well, some days are better than others. Yeah, because I don't drink this much coffee usually before the show. Oh. But that's what it is. And yeah, there's no reason for this. I don't know why it happened. I'm trying to figure it out. Nobody really knows. They just diagnose you with it and like they, they do the tests and they do this whatever. It was a long time that I was dealing with trying to figure out what that was. They thought I had Meniere's disease. That wasn't it. I had pulsatile tinnitus. I was very sick. And um, so. Okay. Yeah. That's why I had to get up in the middle of the show. Because I take a diuretic in the morning called Lasix. And it makes oh, you pee. I know Lasix. I used to <sighs> fill it a lot at the at the pharmacy. But anyway, I, I, I enjoyed <laughs> filling in for that 45 seconds. So it's fast. All right. So I have this big... I have this clip from Dell at the High Wire. We have about 15 minutes. It's not long. I want to play it because I want to talk about... We, we talked about Monday, the hydroxychloroquine study correct uh yes we did if you can pay attention i doubt you will did she lock you in there no no she's in here with me oh okay all right so let's play she's 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 uh writing she's taking care of it's really uh she's a lefty oh really yeah yeah she, she writes with her left hand uh whenever she throws she's throwing left so i just started teaching her how to swing lefty and things like that but she's over here next to me with my pen writing away just, She's just, she's working. So, okay, I, you just go ahead. I bat lefty and golf lefty, but I write with my, and throw with my right hand. I would like for, I would, I would have liked her to throw righty and bat lefty. So she has that extra step toward first base um, already. <laughs> uh, use her speed down the line, but we'll see if she even cares about that soon. All right. So let's listen to this clip of Dell and then we will get into my, what I wrote about it, which will be published today at the high wire. What did I do that for? That's not what I wanted. Hold on. Okay. Why isn't it playing? What is going on here? This is nonsense. Hold on a second. Oh, goodness. While Tracy's doing that, I'll answer more of your questions. I, I have it. 
We should do a Friday show that is literally just viewer questions from the chat. I think that's what the yeah, I think that's what Friday shows should be doing. It should be a lot of Q and A. It should be a lot of audience interaction. I think that'd be great. Okay, here we go. I found it or got it. Uh, death rate in America now, which my understanding is as of today, we're saying it's 33,460. We've reported on many ways, and we'll have more reports later on the show about why that number is probably really quite bloated. But let's go with that number for now, 33,460. I want to take you to the graphs on the board. Take a look at this. Okay. This is daily new cases, right, in the United States of America on a daily basis. Now, what I want to discuss is the timeline of these cases. As you can see, remember, this is not an accumulation. These are the daily. Every day they got more wow. and more per day were being announced, okay? So let's be perfectly clear on the discussion that's happened in America and when decisions were made, okay? And I did this at the last second. This really just occurred to us. This is how we do it on the high wire. We're putting it together. So this could be a little bit prettier, but I think you're going to get the idea, and I might have to insert a couple of ideas but let's get started shall we all right starting on february 15th now this is what anthony fauci was really having to address on february 15th fauci had mentioned that this is minuscule that the problem of coronavirus really is not that big and therefore it's a minuscule problem all right he ended up being wrong it's okay everybody gets it wrong sometimes but that's february 15th well, the biggest story I think there was, was the top virologist in, in uh, France, Didier Rayout, said this was on February 25th. He had a study going on in China, and he said, it is game over for the coronavirus. We have done studies with hydroxychloroquine, and we have had such an incredible success that I, you know, I'm going to paraphrase here, but he basically said, not only is this a respiratory virus that we can treat, this is a respiratory, this is one of the easiest respiratory viruses we've ever had to treat. That happened on February 25th. February 25th. Now, right about, right here on March, I think it's 6th, you know, Andrew Cuomo in New York prohibits the use of hydroxychloroquine in New York, a very odd choice after really the counterpart to Fauci in France is saying, game over. Cuomo's saying, I'm going to make it very difficult for you to use this as doctors. That's happening right here around March 5th. And then all of a sudden, right around March 7th and 8th, Fauci now changes his tune. No longer is this an, a minuscule event. Now we can say that it's looking quite serious, okay? So it's quite serious as of March 7th, all right? And then here, Donald Trump, let's remember that right around March 16th, right? March 16th is right where we started, you know, bringing in social distancing. And by, what was it, March 28th over here is when we would finally have the lockdown. But that's not my point. This is what they want to talk about. I want to talk about this. On uh, March 20th, I believe it was, 19th and 20th, we have Donald Trump fighting the FDA and demanding that they give compassionate use for chloroquine, saying, I don't That's care when the that murdering it's, it's stories came out. There's so much success yeah. around the world as president of the United States. I want this made available. So he fights and achieves this. He gets the FDA to loosen up on the hydroxychloroquine. We should be allowing this to be used on patients. So that's all the way here. And then right around March 22nd, we have Dr. Zelenko in New York that is saying, I've treated hundreds. It ended up over the next few days, he said, I treated 699 patients with this with an over 90% success rate. 
all right? All of this happening, but look what's happening to our death rate. While all these conversations, Trump sees it coming, he opens up chloroquine. We have so they demonize this drug basically throughout. So I wrote, I wrote an article, which we'll publish today, and I said, what nobody is talking about in regards to this study that came out showing that the mortality when using hydroxychloroquine to treat COVID is minuscule, like less than, like down on the ground, 0.89% of the people who were treated with hydroxychloroquine azithromycin passed away, whereas 4.86% of the people who weren't did. Do you understand? You see what I mean? Yes. I wrote, we don't even, we couldn't even do a study like this in the United States. No. And, and, and what does this tell me the entire time? Again, this was low risk, high reward move to shut down the world and achieve all of these uh, these goals by way of the uh, the COVID-19 coronavirus, because it was easily defeated. But if you can just stay out of its way, get your media to walk completely in lockstep, create an uh, indomitable uh, political tidal wave that nobody would want to stand up against and also to flood the world with protocols that would actually accelerate the deaths to make it seem like it was the virus that was doing it instead of the the ridiculous ass backwards treatments the remdesivir the kidney failure all that other stuff the uh the the, the ventilators it, the, so it, it's not only it's not only it shows you low risk high reward kind of a management because anybody that would that would try to take over the world or impact geopolitical outcomes that were that were so um, you know ripe for the picking in 2020 with a biological weapon that's ridiculous because of course that can hurt you too so if you have something like this going around where all you need to do is uh, manage the severity of the reporting and make sure that people aren't getting the very cheap easily effective treatments that are out there to help uh, squash it in its nest then um, what do you have there? So again, it also highlights the murder. Well, yes, but even more than what you just said, which is, <laughs> there he is. <laughs> oh, hey. <laughs> which is 100%. You know what makes me really sad, Frank? What? I, let me write down my point. Um, let me finish my point and then I'll tell you what makes me really sad. Um, okay, first of all, the entire world was on this kick about the dangerousness of drugs. The United States was really, really bad about it, banning it for prescriptions, not being filled by pharmacies, doctors being attacked by writing prescriptions, all of that. My question is this. They treated tens of thousands of patients in, a, in one French health system with HCQ. One. Were they doing it behind the scenes? Were they doing it under a desk? How were they treating and nobody else in the world knew it to be able to run a study like this after the fact, a retrospective? Were they just hiding it because they knew they didn't want to lose all their citizens so they were treating the right way? Like, how did that happen and nobody else knew about it? That's that's my question. I, it's, it's, it's a fascinating question because it just goes back to, it goes back to suggest how how tightly controlled information really is and that it's impossible to keep all of it away from the public. But once something does squeak out, there's there's new ways of mitigating how that 
is uh, accepted, how people are, uh, you know, are pretty much have their arms twisted and you can isolate people and push them to the fringes of society based on what kind of an opinion they have or any. So it, it's information management is incredible. And as far as uh, whether or not they are conducting any kind of experiments with effective treatment, they're, they're conducting every experiment needed because they want all of the information, everything. They want all the data. So they're going to get it. Uh, that's why, like when we were talking about all of the, uh, of the saline shots, the batches mm -hmm. of saline that are going to different parts of the country and the world, along with the um, the real injections. So that none of that. It, it may seem random to us, but there was a system. Mm -hmm. I agree. People. You said that from day one. Day one, you were saying that. There has to be a system because and and again, compartmentalization is the, the, the name of the game. Whenever we talk about an operation this large, especially when it's a global operation. So someone some small group up the line somewhere knew exactly where the saline was going and they knew or they they still have all the splits of people's reactions they have their control groups they have everything no doubt about it yeah yeah it, this is just this is i'm gonna keep my eye on this one this is interesting to me like i don't know why it just piques my interest you know years down the road now but still Accountability is important. And the insurance companies are starting to really crow, Frank, really make noise. As a matter of fact, I'm almost basically not able to afford insurance for my family this year. It's it's absolutely effing insane. OK, mm -hmm. there should be a non vaccinated premium for people. A vaccinated versus non vaccinated rate. That would be very controversial. Yeah, well, I'm just saying Um very um, now, the thing that bothers me that I was going to say is you held up your Trump bobblehead. Many people know I get it all the time. People yell and scream at me about it. But I I probably was one of the biggest Trump supporters on the face of the planet. And you sent me a painting of Donald Trump. Do you remember? I do. Yes. It yeah, was for Christmas. Yes. And it was really awesome. And I had it in my bedroom sitting on my dresser. And... When my house burnt down, the only thing still standing in my bedroom was that painting. Oh, wow. And it's it was damaged from water, but it was still standing right there on my dresser. And everything around it was just destroyed. <laughs> and that's what I want to show everybody every time they like accuse me of being some kind of poser. Because I had the man in my bedroom... <laughs> <laughs> and look and resilient the, the resilience the resilience the of trump through the fire it, it was i think i posted it on socials when it happened because it was so poignant at the time we were fighting election integrity and 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 all of that and there he is standing in my bedroom on my dresser just a painting of that frank sent me of donald trump um mm. yeah, oh you know what i found the other day I was going through all my I was I was organizing my my media. It wasn't the other day. It was actually weeks ago. But I have finally found the uh, video of Trump at uh, Trump International when we were there in uh, 2018. Oh, or, or 17, whenever the hell it was, I forget. And he was having dinner in his restaurant area. And yep. then he came down with Melania and ever. I, and I, I took that that video and. It was uh, it was great to see that again. I took a video too that day, 
And there was somebody standing next to me who was very intoxicated and was screaming out all kinds of things. Secret Service had come over a couple times because she was so rowdy. Um, She was just drunk. I mean, people get drunk and act crazy, right? Fine. That voice, this Midwestern Wisconsinite accent has been attributed to me so many times. Meanwhile, I'm on that Periscope. I'm streaming, cursing her out, telling her, I swear if you get me kicked out of here, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, in those terms. Not me saying those things. Wasn't me. What things? She was saying, like, we are Q, we planned the whole thing or something, because I had just had my march, which had nothing to do with Q (laughs) and everything to do with Devin Nunes and releasing the memo. (laughs) We planned the whole thing. I mean, she was talking about the march. She wasn't talking about Q as a whole, but she was still very drunk, like very drunk. (sighs) That has haunted me. I have that has haunted me for years. I hate it. Aurora, do you know, do you have any idea what you missed? You were born in 2020 and you, the, the three years before you were born were just, <laughs> hey, that, those three years leading up to your birth were, were, were just crazy. Hot button, hot Actually, button. Four years, 2016 to 2020, that, that was nuts. Oh, I'll, you'll learn all about it. Here you are with her. And meanwhile, Viv is going to vote this election cycle. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be, it's, yeah, the, 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 the passage of time is nutty. Yeah, she's going to turn 18 in January. Goodness help me. January. Eight, January. 18 in January. Yeah. That's it for today, Frank. We're done for the day. You have been All listening right. to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Frankie Bell on the drums and beans. You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 Eastern time on TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and RadioInfluence.com. There's the book. Also, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, live at 8.30. Also, check out Kyle Serafin's podcast today. He's going live in a minute. Hop on over there. He said that I should watch it, so that means you should too. We will be back here on Friday. Later. Later.